All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Good looking out for checking out another episode of No Sentence with me, the L.O., and my man Peter Boss. Brought to you by Charlemagne Shit, Black Effect Podcast Network, and iHeart. Nigga, there ain't no intro. We ain't got no intro. Pete Mike ain't even in front of him and shit, so I don't... <laughs> Pete well, I mean, Mike ain't in. ready. <laughs> What's funny is, like, not having an intro seemed a lot better mm. when you just working on it. But when you actually be on the podcast, you realize how much you need a fucking intro. Yeah. Didn't we record some canned intros? But them shit the canned was, outro. Them was horrible, dog. Canned. Already was, done. <laughs> it was horrible, though. It sounded like a game show and shit. Uh, like a Price is Right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what killed me, because how you come to a crib to do a podcast and you want, like, these super Price is Right intro? Like, I'm Bob Barker or something. Yeah, you, should, you know. You should just have um Eastside and be the intro. Oh, everything. Look at this. this or is, just use the just use the the beat from it. Yeah. This is how I flipped that. That's my new thing right here. Dang. Blue Lives Matter. So I took the police shit and then put a blue bandana for the Blue Lives Matter for the Blue Lives Matter strip. Look at this shit. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> so gangster. <laughs> Feel me? But that's the type of bullshit I'm on, man. Uh no ceilings. Conversations with a geek. DJ motherfucking head. Nah, man. I'm, you got to introduce the, the, the pod. You got to introduce yourself. Niggas you know the low. No, but it, I know, but you, you're supposed to do some sort of formal intro. Why? Got, this is the LO. If a, if a nigga click, see, the thing is, a nigga <laughs> had to click on a podcast, and he had to click on our name to know no, it's No, I me. know that, but I'm saying you still supposed to be like, yo, this is what I'm doing. This is who I am. Like, you could say, this is the L.O., I'm cripping, right? That'd be your intro. Yeah, but I hate when people be like, you already know what it is. No, nigga, we don't know who no, it I'm is. No, I'm saying you don't have that's, but you, that's what you just said. No, but you, you literally just said. No, no, no. That's different if you're on the radio and you're doing that. But if somebody is coming to your shit, like, because, you know, you got to find a podcast, right? You got to go in that. No, I know, but you, I know what you're saying. Yeah. They came to you for you. But yeah. what I'm saying is. So it's like if you bought my album and I say you already know who it is, nigga, you already no, know who. That's it is. not true. Because what if I discover you through like after you after a podcast go off, yeah. another podcast plays. Oh, is that how it works? Yeah. <laughs> nah, like 
even even if you listen to like sports on, on the radio, you have to find the station. But every five minutes, they pause for station identification. They do that. Well, so I'm should not, we start doing? No, no, no. That? We need no, station no. Don't identif- do it. podcast don't, identification. But, but, but I'm just saying, <laughs> this is no silly. Every need five to minutes, yourself and what you do or who you are. Because if I'm listening to uh, Brilliant Idiots and your shit come on right after, it's just I'm just letting it play like a playlist on Spotify. Oh, that's how it works. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so this is the LO, Loking all around the world. My man Peter B in the motherfucking spot. Peter. That's right. I would have to change my name to Peter C for this Peter podcast. C. <laughs> Hilarious. Ooh, that works. And DJ Head, man. Yes. Head. Greetings man. and salutations, Earth humans. I remember when Head wasn't a DJ. Me too. Right? And it's funny because I didn't even think when Head became a DJ. Well, when I kindly meant to become a DJ, I just wanted somebody smart around me all the time. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm being honest because I would have my brother, shout out to my brother, Pooh, who used to manage me, and he just would not take none of this shit serious. He's going yeah. to he hear me and cuss me out, but he know it's true. Head, this nigga got bitches. He got a party, all kind of shit. And I just never felt like, you know, we was winning enough. They felt like we were winning. I didn't feel like At that. All. Yeah. I was like, nah, man, it's like plaques and, you know, awards, and I ain't got none of this shit. So it didn't matter that, you know what I'm saying, I had all kind of cool cars or some property. I was like, nah, that's some real wins. So I wanted to get somebody else around me that was intelligent, that was smart. So I was like, man, hey, man, you should become a DJ, man. You already played the records. I mean, he was back there playing the records anyway. Mm. And he went with it, you know what I'm saying? But he was smart enough to pick it up. I didn't – it's crazy because – how you end up being really good at DJ? That was funny. <laughs> hey, what's front? What's it friend? was funny because I didn't really. I'm gonna tell you when I realized it, right? So, no, I, not to cut you off, but it's ahead, funny because it's something I never trip off of. So we had that show by Mexico. What was that, Calexico or? Um, no, that Chico. was uh, no, no, Chico. Where was we at? It's down there. It's Calexico or Cali? What they call it? Calexico. What's over there down there by the south? By yeah, the border. B- b- by um, what's it called? It's a specific Bo- city name. As soon as we said, we don't know. Like below the eight. Uh, yeah. 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 Right off the eight. Yeah. Calexico. But it's next to Calexico. It's the more popular town. Modesto? No. That's no, that's the north. That's yeah, north. Yeah, yeah. Um, Calexico. Hold up. I don't even remember Calexico. But it's funny. We got a show down there, right? And this show is two, maybe three hours away or something. And I'm like, damn, man, we got to do this show. And it's the, the town DJ. The fighters, Mexicali. 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 That's right. Mexicali. And the DJ was so bad. Right, so I'm like, damn, I'm about to get up and rap in front of these people. They just doing all kind of shit because the DJ so bad. Yeah, hey, it was like, nah, God, I'm finna bring him to the floor. I'm gonna go on for thirty minutes. I was like, okay, yeah, niggas, these people turned down, nigga. Like, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize the power of the DJ at that point. I wasn't yeah. really in the hip hop fully. I just was the the product. So he goes on thirty minutes earlier before I'm supposed to go on, and uh. He starts playing records, and I'm looking at this motherfucker watch the floor, right, Pete? And he's seeing what's moving everybody, and it's like he's shifting playlists in real time. Like, okay, that's what y'all on? Got you. Bam. He's moving shit and doing shit. Coming to the next record. Within 15 minutes. So we might be talking about six songs. Everybody's on the floor. Well, you you have to – I just – I've never been, uh, like, a technical person. Like, I'm technical – when it comes to my brain, but like I'm not talented, like like as far as like I'm not a dope DJ, a turntablist, or none of that. But I just read crowd. Gotcha. Because gotcha. and I think you know it's crazy. I realized this uh, when I was talking to Dents, 
I was talking to DJ Dent. Shout out to Dent. Shout out to Cali. Dent. Still uh, fuck the Clippers. Both of them, you know, looked out for me coming up. But um, I realized that when I was DJing, the reason why I'm so good at reading crowds is because I never had my own equipment. So I had to practice mm-hmm. in real time at the club. Yeah. So because that was – I didn't have my that own equipment. Sense. So I would, they would just let me hop on. Like – Dents and, and Cali would just let me, or BAD would let me hop on before, like, when we were doing our club all-star and all that shit with Pooh and them. They would let me hop on, and so I had to just practice while the people was coming in the club. But, gotcha. I, but I think that's important, and, and even though you said, like, you feel like you're not technical, I still feel like you always have a technical approach, even with the human mind. Even that's if true. they don't know that they're, like, easy to program, like a computer, you feel me? That's yeah. how you always approached it. And it makes me laugh cause, because it's like I remember. And then when we finally went on, he had everybody at the front of the stage. And I was like, this is crazy. Right. And I was like, damn, this motherfucker didn't figure it out. <laughs> so, right. Hey, what so, year was that? That had to be 2009. 2009. Maybe early 10, 2009. Early because it was before we went on early tour. Early 2009. It's definitely before we went on tour. So I remember that. And then every show on the tour, I was like, man, you just went out there. You always like controlled. And. And slowly watching that progression happen was crazy. You know what I mean? We, I don't think we ever talked about it because mm-hmm. we was all trying to all do our Figure job. Figure it out, yeah. And um, I remember, so, right, when you finally was antagonizing me enough about my records and it made sense to me. You know what I mean? Because it, it, it got to make sense or it got to open you up. You have to be open for um, You have to be receptive to the information. And something you told me probably two times before and then that third time it made sense. And I remember you showing me right on the table, like, now nah, look, and you just, and I just tripped. So for a minute, I was kind of more dazed that you was able just to transition through music. And I'm like, damn, this is crazy. This nigga was yeah. just telling jokes at the stage. <laughs> the other day. Yeah. Be, and it's like so fast, but that's how it was for me as an MC. So that's yeah. the funny part. Like yeah. I went from like people like, Acting like I couldn't rhyme and Guido slamming the door in my face to three years later, him like, hold up, nigga, we could do whatever you want to do. Right. So to watch other like intelligent people figure it out. But even then, right, and you kind of send me down that whirlwind of discovery and hip hop. And, and I start, you know, all that whole month when I'm reading it, I'm like, we looking for producers. I'm like, no, nigga, you the producer. <laughs> you like, hold up, nigga. <laughs> Look, so, so he sent me. So mind you, this motherfucker, we told this story a couple times but fucking head right the head is my dj so he was making fun of my songs in the studio one day <laughs> right and he was like why is all your fucking songs slow and at that time i had no idea about the tempo of music like never seen a man i seen a man die was the same speed to me as gin and juice or number the g thing and it's obviously you know obviously today i know it's like a real separation me at that time i just thought ballads and rap songs no and then luke yeah that was my speeds of record yeah ballad rap song luke booty bass right so so that's it was three speeds so when he finally got me to figure it out right he was like no i'm telling you nigga this shit slow nigga he going to booth make putting lyrics over the beat all my fucking songs slow Mm -hmm. just so i finally like man what is you talking about so he pull out the tables pull out the lap and just get through it you know playing this shit and i'm like damn he like tap your chest sound like some penitentiary shit so i'm tapping my yeah. chest and i got a good sense of rhythm right and he playing my songs and all the people i'm influenced by he said see that's all that's the scarface this shit slow he started playing west coast shit 
and I started tapping my shit fast and I was like, oh shit, this shit is different. So I mm-hmm. go home, I'm in this crazy whirlwind of just, now I'm discovering records. I didn't figure out all kinds of ways to find samples now. I didn't trace it all the way down to funk. And I'm like, damn, well, that's why Dranum is a shit because them niggas was all DJs. And then it hit me like, whoa. <laughs> it's like, oh, this nigga can make the beat. <laughs> Mind you, head a play, though, keyboard. I ain't he ain't never, never even made no beat or thought about it. Bit, yeah. But I'm like, no, nigga, you can make it. And I'm thinking, obviously, the niggas, we got niggas in the studio. Shout out to Tommy. Shout out to Jimbo. Shout out to Peru. Peru. Feel me? Shout out to Quiz. Shout out to J Real. All the homies at that time that was King Dave. Dave, yeah, that was familiar with the 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 um the technical part of programming, you know, music. Mm-hmm. So I'm on here. I'm like, hey, you need to come to the studio, and make this beat. He's like, nigga, I ain't never made no beats. I'm like, it don't matter, nigga. You can make it. Now I can't catch him up, you know, from when he sent me into that whirlwind. I'm like, nigga, you can make it. I'm threatening, like, no, my nigga, you got to come up here. You started this shit. It's your fault. Yeah, that's real. It's your fault. I'm mad, bro, because I'm so mad. (laughs) But I'm mad because I had never, I'm not used to being ignorant. Mm. It's something that I've been fucking with. It's different if if I never fuck with it. But I've been fucking with this music shit at that point almost seven years, eight years. How could I be this ignorant? So I'm like, nah, you got to make it. I don't got time to explain why. I'm like, trust me, you can make it. So he come to the studio. We all go to the studio. And um, I'm like, look, we're going to find a sample. You know, 15 years old. Feel me? It's going to be right in that time period. You pick the sample. You know what I mean? And these niggas is going to tell them they're going to be able to execute what you said. Just tell them what you want to do. Man, I don't know. I'm like, I'm telling you, this. all these niggas are DJs. You know, quick as a DJ. I'm just telling you. Lil John. Lil John's DJ. Nigga Jermaine Dupree's DJ. Puff. Nigga Toomp. These all DJs. You can make it, fool. So he's like, all right, dude, I, I kindly meant to it. So, right. But it's the truth. So he, we going through samples and that motherfucker dropped. He's like, all right, let's do that one. I was like, cool, man. So we looped that shit up. Remember we tried, uh, we tried, a uh, 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 cube first uh, oh, in the club. In the I, that club. boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Yeah. Boom. We tried that shit first, yeah, yeah. but I was like, nah, that it ain't was it. Hard, that be rough. It was cool, but it, it was cool. But it wasn't it. But yeah. I think you know what it was is, I think it was because that was just the mid, and it was no melody either. And yeah. it was a melody, but the, the melody was low. That, yeah, it's low versus the high, the worm that's on this DJ. On this DJ, yeah, where that melody is a lot more piercing. Mm. Uh, in the club was like bass. It's just mids, you know. So the yeah, melody yeah. is lower. So he was like, nah, that's cool, but nah. So we find out when he's telling them what to do. Don't get me wrong. They're offering information as well, but he's telling them, nah, we're going to do this groove. And he, he was humming the 808, and they was putting it together. And I remember. Um, do you remember Do you remember when, um, okay, so remember at that time, obviously, like, you had Ty, Joe, Mustard, like all them's popping. They yeah. booming at this yeah, time. They killing. So problem too. Problem. So I remember when we cut the sample. I, I was like, I want to go and stop to create a groove. That was the different part, right? And I, I was gonna get to that. I'm glad you said that because he was like, "Yeah, chop the sample right there." And I'm like, "Why would you chop the sample? <laughs> the, the loop is not finished." He's like, "No, it's gonna create this bop. This is the bop." 
Well, do what the nigga say, man. Do the nigga cut it. Just cut it. And I remember when the beat was finished. And I was listening to it. I'm like, man, is this shit really going to work? And I was like, fuck it. You know, it's got to work. This is what it shit sound like. And it, I don't think we really registered that it sounded good to us. Because I think at that time, people wasn't doing it. Mm-mm. Nobody was right there Nobody's really time, doing that type of shit. At that time. So... I remember sending it to C Ballin in real time. And C Ballin sent the hook back. Like, this shit don't happen. C Ballin sent the hook back probably about 15 minutes after we sent him the beat. I was like, damn. And then uh, we take it to Ty. And we, we fuck with Ty. Ty in the small studio. He was wearing them super tight-ass khaki pants, the biggie pants. Don't yep. cuss me out because you my boy. Do you remember Do you remember when I told you we were going to put Ty first? And you was like, yeah. nigga, this is my song. Yeah, exactly. Why are we putting Ty on God? <laughs> but no, because he had a whole different thing. Yeah. And this, this, is what, this is why I always say he was the producer of the song. He's seen a vision top to bottom. It wasn't just programming a beat or making a beat or being a part of that. But to know, now we're going to have Ty first. I'm looking at him like, nigga, this is my song. <laughs> but he had a vision for the song. And that was important. He's, so that's even more of a testament that you've seen the song. See, a lot of producers are just, they're like sending beats out and then somebody rapping. Mm. You actually seen, you actually seen the song all the way through. Yeah. Like you watched the song happen top to bottom. So when we went and got tied, and I remember the recording sounded so weird. I was like, oh my God, this ain't going to work. And Tommy was like, no, I'm going to clean it up. I got it. <laughs> yeah. We were trying to figure out how to chop the beat, chop yeah. part of him. Yeah. Tommy, was like, Tommy was like, no, shout out to TG. Guns, what up? He was like, no, I got this. So he cleaned it up, and we came back the next day. I was like, oh, it do sound kind of cool. So then I went in there. I figured out my rap in about 10, 15 minutes. So I went in there, talked my shit, and we finished it up. Tommy cleaned it up. I was listening, and I was like, I don't know. Head was listening. He was like, I don't know. Tommy was listening. He was like, I don't know. The motherfucker who knew it was a smash the first minute he heard it was the person who was the most MC in hip-hop of us all. Quiz came in that motherfucker. He said, play it. He's like, I don't know what y'all talking about. Nigga, this shit's a hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I was like, Quiz said it's a hit? This nigga don't even like this type of music. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it. And that's how that shit happened. You know, and you know, the other part, the other part that science about it too is I remember when when I was teaching you about about BPM mm-hmm. and I had, cause I was trying to get on the radio. I was trying to do mix shows wherever they would let me get on the radio. Yeah, so I had access to the mix show list of all the songs on, on the West coast, as far as like the rhythmic radio uh, list. And so what I did was I averaged it out. So at that time, the lowest BPM song at radio mix show was like 89 BPM. And the highest one was, I think was slow down at the time. Clyde Carson. Oh, yeah, the team, yeah, And that was right. 101. Yeah. So, when we was doing it, when he was learning about BPM, he was like, let's make it 95 BPM and be right in the middle between 90 and 100 BPM. I'm like, nah, we're going to make it 96. I remember that. And he was like, why? I said, because when you pitch the turntable, when I'm DJing, like we, we at this time we're talking about getting the mix show on the radio because mm-hmm. streaming wasn't a thing at that time, right? So if you want to get in the mix on the you got to fit right in, with, right in with they mixes, right? Yeah. So at the time... They was DJing all day on the radio. So I'm like, we want to fit in the mix show. All right, how do we fit in the mix show? Well, the fastest show. And I, just to, just hold that. At that time, like 90% of radio was mix show. That's what he's saying to you. Yeah. So DJs was doing all of the work all day. So yeah, it, it was mix show all like day. I, I actually did the math. It was 17 and a half hours in the mix out of 24 hours in a day. See that yeah. type of shit? That's what make him a fucking geek. 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. I did the math on it, right? So after that, I'm like, all right, we need to fit in the mix show. He was like, make it 95 BPM. I'm like, no, nah, we're going to make it 96 BPM. He's like, what's that. the difference? I said, because when you pitch the turntable, you speed a song up, you slow a song down, you speed it up three before you notice the difference. Like it sounds like a chipmunk or you can hear it sound faster yeah. on the radio. So if you speed it up three, you can't really hear the difference with the naked ear. That means that I can go from 96 to 99. So if I'm playing a song at 101, I could slow that down to 99 and I could blend with that song, right? And then 96, I could slow it down to 93 and catch any song from 90. So now I could mix with every song on the radio. Got you. You feel me? The yeah. sign, that, so that was another, like... That was important, though. But was, you know what's funny? Mm-hmm. That's the thing about Certified. Before we even knew it, Mm-hmm. We remember at that time what was playing. Can't tell me nothing. It was can't tell me nothing in good life. Yep, Kanye. So yep. we right there yep. with those songs. Yep. So shout out to Toomp, feel me? Shout out to Ye because that really got us our first joint. And that's really what helped our first song get into a prime position on radio stations because that was the pop in the song at the time. And it was the same rhythm, tempo, excuse me, of our song. Yeah. That's audio analytics for you right there. Fucking geek. And what's funny, it works for me because I'm a geek at heart, too. Like, my mind thinks mm-hmm. like that from how I used to break down how we should move things or push out so many CDs. The first time when I decided that 30,000, 40,000 was a number for White Lightning yeah. was based off of when I would go to Interscope with Garrett and get the sales chart for every West Coast artist, what they were selling mm-hmm. on the West Coast. So the highest was three hundred to 400,000. So I thought if I could put 10% in each market, long as the actual product was good and impactful, I can impact really tough. Mm-hmm. And it worked out. Yeah. But I got it from Garrett. So It's a lot of like the analytics shit too. And then that's another thing too. Like when I talk to artists about the label, when I had a label conversation, mm-hmm. I'd be telling them all this. I say, I'd be asking the artists, I'd be like, when you go to labels, what do you see? They'd be like, what you mean? I said, when you go to the label, when you go to Interscope, any, re- any label except Capital. What do you see? It's like people working at the label. I said, exactly. You don't see no studio. It's, I, it's, I said the same thing, bro. It ain't no studio at the la- at the regular label. If it's a thousand people. Just right? tr- figuring out how to sell this shit. That's the yeah. whole job. A thousand people working, 980 work in the marketing department. I, I might be pushing it. Marketing, promotion. 940 yeah. right, work in the marketing. The other group's a legal trying to figure out how to get you less no, they money. They're not there. 40 work in retail. <laughs> 20 work in the production side. Mm. There is nobody at Interscope that can, you know, people can make stuff, but that's not their job. The only person that work at a record label, right, that has something to do with the record itself is the A&R and the person who put the graphics on top of the picture. They don't even take the pictures. So the person who does the graphic for the CD, that person worked there, and the person at the A&R. Those mm. are the only two people that have something to do with the production of a record. The rest of the motherfuckers is all in marketing and retail. It's crazy, right? You can look it at is. marketing as a form of promotion too, but but yeah, market, yeah, promotion marketing and promotion marketing. go hand in hand. Yeah. yeah. But I was telling them that when they when they be making their shit, I be like, bro, like you got to do you got to do your own science and analytics and your own everything because that's that's the only thing that I mean that's something that we kind of figured out, but nobody told us shit. You know what I'm saying? Like we had yeah. a few people that would help us. But they, I don't think they knew all the information, Not to be didn't. honest. Because, But I think that's because they weren't geeks. I mean, See, everybody that comes into the business is artistic. That's what I was about to say. It's like you got that right brain hemisphere, left brain hemisphere thing, and you're in the arts, so everybody's on one side, and there's, there's nobody who's on that 
you know, math side of the SAT or whatever the hell that breaks us. And that's true with everything. I mean, I remember even going to like, was it Magic, the fashion convention, you know, out in Vegas yeah. Oh, yeah. twice Magic a year? Magic show, yeah. There's all kinds of analytics on what you're going to be dressed like in 18 months because they've already pulled the numbers for the averages on the visual light spectrum as to what dyes have been shipped the most by order internationally from their source, which is pretty fucking crazy, but it's the exact same thing as talking about BPMs as far as the averages of what the range of music tempos are going to be. Mm-hmm. It, it helps when I'm, when I'm like working like what we was doing, but it's terrible when you talking about when you start talking about like in regular life situation. Cause I think like that, I don't know how to turn that shit off. Exactly. So I look at people like that. I'd be like, well, the, 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 the Yeah, you probably make a lot less mistakes than you know, most people. You know, <laughs> you know who you is, because it's top five movie for me. Uh, Along came Polly. This nigga is Pfeffer. Ruben <laughs> Pfeffer. You ever tripped? You see that movie? <laughs> Ruben Pfeffer. Bro, look, it's uh, Ben Stiller. Cause. Oh, the risk assessment analyst. So that's his. I, okay, yeah, real yeah, life. Yeah, I know what you're like, talking about. Yeah, I've seen like, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a... 80% chance this bitch is going to do some bullshit. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like Ruben Pfeffer. Yeah, I just, I don't know. So it, it's cool, but it's like, it's not cool at the same time. Well, it's, it's hard to connect. to curry at the salsa club. Yeah, that either. is true. So you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you some game, right? It's like, what I start doing, I stop telling people to stop telling me shit about themselves. Don't tell me who you used to date. Don't tell me none of that shit. Like, and then they still have to hide enough away from you for you to fall in love oh that's crazy and it, and it has to happen like that because then once you finally fall in love then you'll start finding yourself being okay with contending with some of the shit you make because the reality is just because our life is somewhat because people would have to contend with us to some degree right but our shit ain't like they shit no them motherfuckers got our issues compounded what they got expensive we have habit compounded with the fact that the motherfuckers is drinking cheap ass liquor so they always over drunk compounded with the fact that they need so many likes on their pictures or they gonna lose their mind so they got all our regular issues plus the issues that the world put on them too i be thinking something wrong i be thinking i just i told somebody i think i was telling chuck i was like something is really wrong with me no, what, no. What? <laughs> <laughs> i was like something is really wrong yeah, no it's not something, something wrong with Everybody else. Everybody. I mean, you have the like uh, my stupid like dipshit social analytical analytical sure. g- game I do, and you guys won't appreciate this off of off the top because you two you know uppity sober you know people you know sure. with your no time at the bar and shit. Yeah. It, I'll say in excess of ninety nine percent accuracy. Oh, hold up, hold up. This is no sinless podcast. Peter Boss, the Loke, DJ that, Head in the place. Did that's, we do that all the time? That, that's, no, that's, a, that's a great that. pause for station identification <laughs> you right there. You don't need to do that. I'll have, <laughs> that's what you said. I want to pop in random ahead, international dude. traffic updates. Like, do, 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 do. In <laughs> Frankfurt, Germany right now, there is a, a bit of a fender uh, oh, bender in Central I just, City. I just had to do the podcast ID. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, And every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. 
Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. You ahead. Anyhow, it's, it's super true with girls. If I say be as specific as possible, you're at God's bar, you're on death row, you can have any drink in the world to send you out. What is your drink going to be? If they say tequila sunrise, they say Henny and Coke, what kind of Hennessy? A regular Hennessy. I want whatever it is. You tell me exactly what your last drink on this earth is with no limits on what you can put in the cup. I know every damn thing about you. Really? That's how I feel about yep. girls when they tell me their favorite color. Really? I can see that. If a girl tell me her favorite color, I could pick it apart. I could, and I'm actually like 80% with it. Like I could pick apart like everything about her. What's your thought process on that? I need to know. The, what the fuck? What's know, the engineering man, back there? A, a color is, is very much. Think about it. It's no different like with restaurants, right? Where colors tell you a lot about what you're about to eat. Um, it's no secret that oh, In-N-Out yeah. uses a grip of white because they want to symbolize fresh and clean. So you, so you pick the color, and that, and that kind of places what's your most desirable mood you want to find yourself in or something You'll like that? never meet a sad person whose favorite color is yellow. Like, they don't live their life that. depressed. They just won't. They're optimistic. You know what I mean? It's That's a lot of things. Yeah. So I, I just pay attention to that. If somebody's color is black, you know what I mean? That person is dark or deep. Yeah. Well, my favorite, well, my favorite thing okay. is black. Oh, I because you're deep. You don't realize how deep you are. Like everything, that's 
so what's crazy is right i'm i'm we a lot of liking those you know capacity because i'm always a why did you do it me too fuck what you did me too what was the reason yeah i want to know and i know that that's we are liking that like i don't i'm not tripping off of something somebody did i could take anything for me but why did you do yeah, it, it was that's intent. gonna be the problem yeah me too okay. so okay. i think but i think a lot of things we've always had that in common you know what like but different but, but things. the color black is in direct correlation to that deep and dark or deep or dark either or can be or, some can it be, be both but it's deep or dark because deep black is a rich color I mean, it's really textured. It takes a lot to get black. It's as simple as it is. It's really textured. It just it's don't really, reflect light. Yeah, but that's important. Because it's the presence of all color. It's, 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 tell him again. Oh, word. So that's why you could. It don't reflect. A, you know what's interesting about how we see color? I just, and I, I figured this shit out a few years ago. It's, we're not actually seeing the color we think we're seeing. Mm-hmm. You see every color but that color. Yeah, that's yeah. some bullshit, bro. Right. I shit crazy. Yeah. So when somebody, because I remember being a smart ass, and somebody was like, oh, that's blue. I was like, it's actually not blue. It's actually every color but blue. And they looked at me crazy. That's crazy, right? So you start knowing shit. Yeah, you start sounding crazy when you start Imagine knowing. doing this to a bunch of gangbangers. Oh, man. Ain't you know, no, niggas used to be sad. They'd be like, gee, cuz, why you always gotta, why you gotta always do that shit? <laughs> that shit. <laughs> the best part is when they realize they can't fuck you up. You probably whoop their ass, so they got to just take it and gain knowledge. Bruh. It's like you bully niggas' brains. <laughs> I used to always bully my homies' brains. Oh like God. Tyson Boosie. <laughs> like Tyson did Boosie. Cause shout out to little Boosie, hey, my lord. Tyson was on you. I bully niggas' brains, bro. My homies, because that's how I work. As a gang member, if nobody can whoop your ass, people don't always... They, they're forced to contend with your intellect at that point. Mm. So then you usually start instilling something into them that they may try... The homies try to avoid information. That's the thing. People want to remain ignorant. So they try to avoid information. So if you're that person that's constantly trying to deliver insider information, you're not going to be everybody's favorite consistently. You know, every now and then there's a cool guy, Kendrick, Jesus. But, you know, Nip, it's a couple niggas. But most time they just want to feel a certain way. Yeah. And, um. Certain things that make people think, and they don't like that shit. So people hate that shit. Yeah, they don't got time to think. I, you know why that is? So man. me and Head look. <laughs> people hate that. <laughs> me shit. and Head have a difference of opinion. Head think most people stupid. Yes. I think most people are distracted. I don't think they're incapable of learning. Now they could be incapable of, of, like they may not have intellect, right? But I don't think they're incapable of learning. Let me explain my side. I don't think that people are, I don't think that people are stupid. I think people lack the fortitude to gain knowledge. And I think people <laughs> are distracted by real life shit and their mental capacity, you know, under trauma and duress mm-hmm. becomes limited. It's a lot less ram than it should be. It's, I don't think it, so. It, it's, it's both us. And here's what, here's why I think. Which that. one of 51%? Neither. Okay. Um, it's all 50. Okay. The lack in the fortitude to want to learn involves the fact that there's a certain self-application to knowledge. People do not want to be introspective, especially if there's if it has to do with anything that might possibly involve a personal flaw. They will run like hell from oh, that. That's Facts. As far as the distracted part goes, that's also true. But if you look at like IQ distribution, a lot of it has to do with how quickly you learn shit. At some point, time is a finite commodity for us all. 
So in a year's time of human capital and brain thought, if you're distracted or not, one guy's going to be able to take in a gig. One guy's going to be able to take in two-thirds of a gig. That's, that's a, a big point. chunk of information being left out between guy A and guy B. Yeah, that's true. And and I think, but I think, but that's the point. Like, it's also a lot to do with me, neither one of us drink or smoke. True. Neither one of us are married. But neither, neither one of us have kids. So we're always... There is nothing to take our attention from what we do. Like, so when we was growing up, it's different, right? You could have trauma. That's where your intellect shines. Because even though you went through, like, an economic trauma, you were still excited, you know, to, to learn, right? You still were able to. Now, I wasn't excited to learn. I was, I was just. Not school. I wanted to think my way out of my circumstances. Yeah, but, but not school. No, no, I'm saying just you, in general. Yeah, general acquiring general knowledge. Yeah, but I, yeah. because I could tell you would pick up certain things. Yeah, but right? that was through experience. But you learned by thought. By thought. Yeah. yeah. You didn't look like you wasn't gifted into the thing. And that's why I say intellect is a gift. Yeah, you do. I don't think that. it's something that everybody can do. People can't teach you how to think. That's just a hard thing to teach. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like people, right, I think that's the difference. Even when I'm in the hood and I'm selling shine, I could be sitting on my car reading a book. Niggas would be looking at me like I was crazy. Mm hmm. So it was always a choice, right? And then as you get older, now you get more distractions. So people who start off behind, then they have kids, they get married, and they get a job. So now they don't really have time to think. Mm -hmm. Now it's really like, I need to make sure some food on the table for these kids, Christmas coming up, birthday for my wife, house payment, all kind of shit that me and you looked at like, y'all figure that out later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, yep. go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, plus, with, with, in that scenario, you spend most of your free time not actually trying to think, but just trying to Escape. get away yeah, yep. from the shit that you put yourself in. Yeah. Um, and that's something else I don't think we ran from much. That's what, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I don't run from the, whatever the issue is. Like, actually, I was like that initially, but I think G actually instilled a lot of that in me, too. He's like, look, don't wait for the problem to come to you. Go, to go straight to the problem. Because this so it's like I always look at that, as, and I, I'd applied that in my life prior too. It's like, oh, we can't make rent. Oh, I need another job to make more rent. Not like duck the landlord. You know what and I'm that's saying? That's a tradition. Yeah, yeah. That that to me is the the logical way to think. So I always had that in my mind. But then when I was around him, it was more like early too, 2009, eight. It would be like, no, don't run from the problem. Go go to the problem on your terms. So it's like that reinforced my thought process that I already had. Yeah, and that and I believe in that. Like, and that's from the streets. Yeah, you you never want to be caught off guard. Somebody yeah, got true. a problem. I'm gonna go find your problem. You know I mean, that way, because if you got a problem with me in the streets, I'm gonna go look for you, and I'm not gonna stop looking for you till I find you, and we're gonna deal with the problem. If I gotta kill you, that's what I'm gonna do because I'm not finna sleep every day wondering which day I'm gonna run into you. Like, I can't live like that. I refuse to live like that. That's why I don't know if I was ever cut out to be a gang member because if it was a real issue, people be talking. It's either two type of people. It's either somebody, I look at you, you're not a threat at all. So then I'll just ignore you. And if I think you're a threat, you're going to see me first. I'm going to pop up, right, and make sure I'm in range for you. You feel me? But then that, that way I'm prepared. The worst feeling is somebody catch you. You got your kids. You with your friends. You with your mom. No, 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 no. I'm going to catch you that way. Me, or we gonna catch each other perfectly in in time to where if it's a shootout we gonna get it right then and there and I'm not gonna stop until the problem is solved. Yeah, like the last scene of Colors, 100. percent Yeah, because and I know it sounds crazy, but when things are hanging over your head, you ha you, you start making mistakes. 
you start um it'll 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 start occupying too much space in your brain if that makes sense yeah definitely and i don't like i don't want that to happen like i'd rather deal with the situation let's get it feel me life like it's whatever top to bottom if it's the bill man calling me hey you don't got to look for me oh can you i can't pay you i pay you in a year if you keep calling me, we're going to have a problem because then I'm, you know what I mean? Like, stop <laughs> fucking with me. Stop calling me. Stop harassing me. Don't play no mental games with me because I'm finna come make your life bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to solve it. So Every bill collector to call me, everything I ever had put on my credit is a negative. Anybody who bothered me, That's crazy. I you told them outright. Person with something negative on your credit. Man, a lot. Well... <laughs> That's very interesting. But, I, but I'm a like, person. I'm a miserably dug in, ornery on principle type of person. Me so, too. I have to. Yeah. Like, I think that's our bond. Yeah. 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 I think so. And a, and a certain distaste for everybody else who isn't. <laughs> for sure. But like, the, the first thing was a stupid misunderstanding I had with Citibank. They put something on my credit. I kept calling, 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 calling. I said, you guys call me one more time before tomorrow. I'm never going to pay you a red fucking cent. They called me back in like two hours. I said, I'll die before I pay you a red cent. <laughs> Hey, hold and on. And Can and you and say and how and much it, was it? Not much. How much? It might have been a grand. <laughs> it wasn't much. It was something you could have paid. It was, yeah. yeah. No, I, no, I, I could have paid him the next day. I know, I, I know. You will stand my, on it. My job that one particular day happened to botch payroll. So, oh. I, so I'm like, yeah, no problem. I'll just pay you this day. It was the 30th day. I get my money the 29th day. They didn't give me the money from that Friday till the following Tuesday. So that was the gap. But they got stupid on the phone, and I just said, "Fine, I'll. You can, you can, you can receive my letter to drop this in seven years in one day." And that's exactly <laughs> what the fuck I did. Hilarious. He said, "I mean, I'm the same guy who got two fucking Miami Beach police officers put in jail." Like, what you mean? How the fuck did you get that? Name? Were they white? This nigga's no. white. He got police officers put in jail for. I mean, forget this no. nigga Peter is white. I'm telling you, like. I got stopped for being the only white person in a car. Okay, that's why this happened. So they thought you were kidnapped. <laughs> this is how stupid this was. They thought I'm you were the driver. I'm on, no. <laughs> is your family and, and, and here's, under some, and here's something else that, that has happened to me a lot too. You know, I've gotten stopped on 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 dates. You know, because they think I'm picking up a prostitute or whatever the fuck. Sure. So. Oh, oh, because Pete only dates sisters. I go ahead, go ahead. I, not well, only, but it's close to not in, only. in this in this part of the country. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> anyhow, they picked me up. It was this dude from Moreno Valley, a Brazilian chick, and a Haitian girl. And I was the last person in the car. Undercover see me get into this car, and this Brazilian chick drove like a fucking maniac. So they thought that she spotted them and was doing evasive driving tactics. She was just really shitty at driving. So the whole purpose of it was I had camera of two of their guys from the department knocking some Cuban guy's teeth out the night before. Long story short, they run up like a carjacking at a red light, guns out and shit. I turn and look, get hit in the head with the fucking barrel of the gun and shit, and they're out the car. They search everybody. They take the camera, and they delete the video off of it. And I'm, like, trying to go to the department and all this shit, go through the regular channels to get my shit back because I had a $10,000 offer for it. Dot dot dot. I called Internal Affairs. They got the camera. All this shit within a, within less than an hour. That's crazy. And fortunately, everybody stayed calm because I was telling everybody as soon as we got pulled over, they came up. They came up with so much force and shit and the guns and shit, and we didn't see them coming. Like I had to look in the back to see that the lights by the mirror. 
because if they, if they were if it was a regular stop, those three would have fucked the whole thing up. I I know the three people, but yeah, I mean, I got the letter back like a year and a half later, and it had internal investigation, like dismiss, dismiss, whatever sustained, sustained, and then it had the criminal investigation, and those two guys it said convicted. So whatever for dist- for destruction. Now that would have went a whole different way if it was me. Okay, I'm not gonna do that. That's what I'm not gonna you, do. Right. I'm just gonna applaud the fact I just sat that the you fuck. were able to make something happen. I just kept my head, and I was like, you "All I'm gonna do to be white. is memorize badge numbers and license plates, and call an attorney." I couldn't get it. I couldn't get ACLU. I couldn't get nobody to give me a call back. So I just kept thinking, "I said, right, I'll go to Internal Affairs. Fuck it." And I gave them, and I wrote down the license plate, the badge numbers. They took care of that shit like that. Word. That is crazy. Hey, you know what? I think we make a mistake and we go to lawyers and shit. That's Instead of going to the IA. Go to go to IA. Because IA hate police. Because, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, so, police, and, hate, you know and how, police hate IA. And you know how I learned yeah. that about IA, though? Watching the SVU. Shout out to Ice-T. Really? Shout out to every time uh, uh, IA pop up on all the TV shows, whether it's Chicago PD or Law & Order, like, you could tell the police get nervous, and they be on the police head. You know where I learned that before Law & Order? Where? Bad Boys, the first movie. <laughs> Good call. When she walked in, and he was like, oh, you know her, uh, Internal Affairs, Top Watchdog. And she was like. Oh, yeah. And was that the was the same city. <laughs> Miami. That's, that's, that how, that's, how, that's where I learned Maybe about Internal Affairs. It was, it was the first Bad Boys movie, and then it was Lethal Weapon 4. See, I think black folks might be fucking up. I don't think we're using Internal Affairs correctly. Correct. That's a bar. Maybe they should yeah. start sending. Maybe the other black people, like regular civilian black people, should start sending their shit to IA. That's actually a good point. Oh, thank you, Peter C. That's good. Anytime, just here to help. Here, yeah, to help. just here to help. Just here to help me, guys. Right there. <laughs> yeah. You don't know how much time they got or nothing. See, no, ne- the document I, was very vague. I'll never celebrate anybody going to jail, even police. But I ain't gonna lie. It is an irony that makes me snicker. At times where I'll be like, Ooh. the thing that bugged me the most is they never they gave me the camera back clean because they had to send it to forensics to get it off because the guy deleted it right in front of me. But they never gave me the video back. I'm like, I want my IP, and they never gave it back. Mm, but, oh well, IP intellectual property. It's fucking Peter. It's fucking fun. So here, what's up with the next iPhone? There's some shit you would know about. Oh well, they is they making they well. There's a rumor that they making foldable phones and shit. But so uh, now that your paper is up, right? You you get into a coin or two. Not not saying you wealthy. I'm not saying I'm not putting that out in the street. Two thousand two Tahoe. That's because you smart. (laughs) There's a lot of rich niggas drive Tahoe. Check like everybody else. iPhone 12 or 13. Are you talking about the one that came out just recently or the next one coming out next week? The next one as a geek, he knows the next one coming out. Okay, I think. um, What shit? Let me ask. Fuck all this. What should iPhone do? What should it do? What should I, What should Apple do to the next iPhone? Because Steve is not here, so we need your brain. Since Steve is not here to kind of keep us I would going. like to see uh, reverse conducive charging. The so, fuck is that? So the, the, the Samsung phones can yeah. charge your, your, your AirPods and shit like that. Like you, you know how it got wireless charging on the back? They can, you can go into settings and turn it on, and you put your pods right here and charge your AirPods. That's, that's nice. nice. That's so it's nice. reverse that's inductive nice. charging. It could go one way or the other. Did you ever get a chance to look at the red phones? Nah, that shit's trash. Did you? But you didn't check it out. I ain't. Yeah, no. You got to buy them motherfuckers and check them out. They ain't got no floor they model. Right now they're like one fifty. That because they trash. The red camera phone. When last yeah. time you got an iPhone no, for one fifty? Don't do it. Uh, don't do that. Don't make it the price. No, no I'm here's, asking. Here's, here's, when here's the last why. time you got an iPhone for one fifty? 
the best thing about the red phone is is the camera, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's not even. It's not a red camera. It's not a red camera. Hydrogen Two Project that they discontinued when they switched leadership was a full 360 red hardware, red software device. The red they phone it. wasn't even a real like red camera like that. It they was did, a hack it's, camera. It's, it's, it's almost a like license. A, it's almost like, like a, a license. Deal. Somebody deal. came and was like, let us make it a phone. It was a stock camera imaging. from the back of like an HTC or something like that. It's some bullshit. Yeah. I, get I actually just contacted Red today over trying to do a project to try to bring back the uh, Red Man, phone. Fuck that phone. Um, okay, so tell me what else. So they need to they need to do that. The reverse osmosis charger. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck with you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Osmosis. Um, what else should iPhone? What they, else should Apple do to the next iPhone? iPhone seventy nine. I think they should also do. Um, well, right now they got the eSIMs. I think they should make they should make. Uh, a dual SIM, dual physical SIM. Because you know you have a regular SIM card, then they also have an electronic SIM card. So that way you can have two phone numbers on the same phone. I think they should do two physical SIM card slots for the drug dealers and shit, for the burner phones. That would be nice. That because of having two phones now. like when, like when Yeah, because your burner phone usually be a whole separate yeah. phone, right? Old yeah. school, like in the, in the Departed. I just watched that the other yeah. day. So, yeah. so and the, because the reason why I think that that would benefit them is because, one, for government licensing, because that's why everybody in government had Blackberries. Sure. Because mm-hmm. black, you couldn't access the phone outside of the physical device, right? Yeah. But then the iPhones so strict on their privacy policies, you know, they battling the government yeah, right they ain't now. Fucking around. They I don't unlock for iPhones for criminal Period. investigations, Nobody. none of that shit. Yeah, that shit is that's it. why they Shout out to it. Apple for that. Y'all yeah. do not that's where Steve had it right, cuz do not fuck that up. Yeah, so that's why they Keep would benefit that. from having a dual SIM. Cause then you can use you'll have two phones in one phone before you have to discard the whole shit. Yeah. Damn. If you could use the other That'd one That'd get you street niggas and government. Think about this. Check. If you could use the other one to log in off of a unknown, like, uh, whatever the hell, the registration number mm-hmm. on it? The IMEI number. Yeah. Use that to access, like, a crypto. You could anonymously start really, really running the fuck out of your money. Yeah. yeah. I think they should do a um, embedded crypto wallet, like they have the, re- the other wallet with yeah. your credit cards and yeah. shit. They should do that. That'd be cool. That's three good ideas. Have you ever been on a dark web? At one time with Bootleg Kev. I need to know. I, fucking Kev, that's why I fucking need to call. Because I need Kev, to I don't fuck with it. He got the what's t- going on. Kev had the Tor. It's called Tor. The, the browser. So you can't just go on a dark web. with. I got Tor browser on my phone. Okay. You got it on your phone? Yeah. You a different type of nigga. Fucking right. Think about Kev and him. I don't, Facts, I, I don't fuck around. Nigga, so, you know we would go to jail. I don't fuck around. So... You have to have the Tor browser, and then on, he showed me all kind. You saw all kind of shit on there. You got to go through some you, shit. You got to like it's all kind of shit for sale. You can buy whatever papers, Person, huh? You could buy people, human being, per, uh, uh, papers, pills. They selling that shit like it's like it's Amazon. That's my type of place. I mean, I'm, I'm unfamiliar. Mac, banana clips, like <laughs> all kind of shit. You played the PS Five, you Nah, I ain't fucking with that. Get the fuck out of here. I ain't fucking with it. Why not? Because the the box is better. The Xbox is better. They got a new Xbox? Yeah, the Xbox uh, Series X. Xbox Series X, to me, is better than the PS5 because the PS5 components... Like, the P- okay, the, the fanfare is on the PS5. The Why actual, is that? The, huh? Why is that? Because it's pop culture. Okay. We how, make everything but, cool. But how, did they, how did they make that pop culture? Marketing. Like, like marketing tools yeah. like that? Like, it's the same thing you would... Let's, remember when... Um, 
what's his name? Nez, Mez, the dancer that did that good. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Remember when he re and, and the shit went back up? Yeah, I remember that. And gas pedal and all that like shit. 70, so it, all you have to do to make some pop culture is is make it culturally relevant. They made PS5 a thing that was culturally relevant amongst pop culture and it became popular. So that's how it becomes a thing. But you said the Xbox is. Yeah, but how do you make it culturally relevant? By, it's, it's in, by infusing things into the yeah, culture. You have to infuse it. You can microdose it. Like you could like the PS5, for instance, right? If I'm in a marketing department at Sony, I'm like, okay, how do I get it make it culturally relevant? I'll make it a thing to like and you can do in, you could do influencers, you can do rap. You can do you can do any any genre yeah, just, of music, just pro, you know, and product you, placement of sorts. Not it's, even it's, placement. It's, it's making it a, a thing. Tr- yeah, you got to make it. It's a little yeah. trickier than just putting like it mention placement. No, so, no, you got to no. make it a thing. You have to make it, it like it, the idea has to become as big as the product itself. Exactly. That's the thing. Like marketing oh, girl, and branding. Like like uh, oh your man your man did this. Oh you got to give him a PS five. That type of shit. That's a cultural yeah. thing, right? As me and him talk about culture a lot, so that's a culture thing. Xbox is not necessarily a culture thing because it's really just a PC. Really, what they build in now are just gaming PCs, and they just yeah, put yeah. just wrapping it in these plastic and putting a logo on it. It's really just putting gaming. The, the biggest part is putting it in the box and cartons. That's that what box saying. and carton is a big part of. Kanye made a big thing about that. How important people is to pull the plastic off something and open the box and how that feels. Yeah. It's a different feeling. But that's what I'm saying. So the Xbox Series X is literally a cube. It's a, it's a rectangular cube. It's literally just a gaming PC. The the PS5 look just look crazy and shit like that. But the reason why I think that one was better though is because of the components that they used. It's really both of them 4K, but you gotta look at who's making what. Microsoft is a computer manufacturing. They that's what they do computers. Yeah. Sony does too, but that's not really the bulk of their shit. Sony's a movie company and a music company, and they do all this other yeah, shit. So they're used to making it a movie. They yeah. How does Sony start? They started off as a hardware company, though. Uh, yes. TVs and speakers and that kind of thing. Speakers, right? headphones, yeah. all that shit. But music you, you got to think about it. Sony also has Sony Pictures. Yeah. So they do so movies. Nothing like somebody that know how to introduce a movie. So would you rather have like it, like like McDonald's, right? McDonald's. We always talk about like signature shit. McDonald's got all of this shit. Do you get a McDonald's burger? Or do you get an In and Out burger? That's a great point. They 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 do burgers. Yeah, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. We, or at they, least that's the marketing. That's the marketing. We do burgers. McDonald's do everything. You can get a vegan wrap, oatmeal, parfait. <laughs> I always but say Microsoft always is a say, software company. Yes, but yeah, yep. and that's their so, only hardware device. But Sony's that's a, not a hardware company. No, no, they got that's more, not true. They got, they got way of the hardware. They got hardware devices. They make laptops. Since then. they make everything. But he, oh but he, yeah, he said but, where they started at. That's true, but I'm talking that's about true. I'm talking about what they specialize in. Sure, so the fact Microsoft that they, is a computer company. That's all they when do. Did, when did Microsoft first start making hardware? I don't know. Nineties. Did they? I, I don't remember the Microsoft computer. Yeah. I don't know if it was a computer per se, but I know they had hardware in the nineties. Yeah. yeah. 90s, for sure. I know Sony did. Sony been making hardware. I'm not. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying hardware. No, what he's talking about they're is they're computer if, company. If they're a computer company yeah. that focuses on computers. They, they don't make films. They don't you never see Microsoft you. films yeah. or Microsoft mm-hmm. like they so make. So obviously the gaming would be a lot more advanced in theory. In theory, yeah, yeah. I got you for sure. And just, that's all software anyway. I mean, so you like know, the hardware like is a big part shit. of the shit that you just said. You know, Xbox X is better than PS Five. Why? Because these niggas finna be talking shit about. I don't care what they say. Fuck you niggas. I don't care what they talking. When when a couple of angry Sony hitmen show up at your house tonight, you'll care then. 
Nigga we'll be up. we'll be back here doing another episode tomorrow, exactly. redacting this whole segment. Redact? <laughs> you need you need to delete. I don't that. give a fuck about that shit. You need. To, you know, I wish the motherfucker. What's funny is they'll send a motherfucker from another gang and shit. Be like, "What's up with that nigga? What's up with that <laughs> yeah, PS Five shit you talking about?" You know a spot, but not just a spot. The spot, actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier. You know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, And every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Brands are so cold, man. People are like, I've been this whole Tupac Snoop shit, right? Has spun around for all this time. And it's people who hold on to the brand of something so cold mm-hmm. that, that they don't even care about the actual product itself. The brand of it. It's like, it's like how Constantine and the, the counselor Nicaea did for Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Where they created this brand that was so much more powerful than Jesus Christ, the actual true story. Hey, you know what's crazy? I was just talking about that shit. What if Jesus wasn't even like as own as people? He was just his marketing campaign. Bro, it's, it, what do you, it, it has to be. Listen. Like people, the water and the wine shit could have been him just like. Hands it, down. It could have just literally he been. He could have like, just been making some wine. Could have been making Pruno. Had the little bag right there. I always say this. What about when they was talking about, right? This sound crazy. I know the people listening to this. No, no, no. <laughs> we, but what I'm about, saying, What bro. about if Jesus, right, like this, right? What if, like, because they always talk about he had so many fish. But what if he's the first person to make tuna salad sandwich? So he could feed all these people because you take that fish and you, oh, you spread it out. you out with them cars. Word. You feel me? And then you the first person to make tuna. But niggas like, oh, he fed a thousand people with two piece, two fish. It was gefilte fish uh, sandwich. Feel me? And he <laughs> made tuna. Nah, right? it wasn't gefilte. It was, it was tilapia because that shit ain't real. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that bullshit. <laughs> what is it? Well, no. was mostly Jewish, so I was trying. Yeah. I don't know about hummus and gefilte fish or whatever. He could have been the first person that made tuna fish. But, uh, but again, like I say, like, 
are you like do you are you like should you be mad at Constantine and them for understanding the human mind like people always say no. something like oh I don't I watch a lot of people that call themselves woke and I get mad because you still sleep you talk stupid so they start well I don't celebrate pagan holidays well first off pagan is a disrespectful word used by Christians to talk about everybody else Facts. who didn't praise Jesus it's, yeah it's like barbarian being a word that means didn't speak people who didn't speak Greek or something exactly like it's like so I'm telling people, like, when you use that word, you're still paying a level of homage to Christianity. And I was trying to explain this to somebody. The same things you are mad at Constantine about, right? Because you're like, oh, what, what the Christmas tree? Well, if people were worshiping Mother Nature, you know, the plants and the trees, and you guys are celebrating the birth of Jesus, if I'm the ruler and I'm tired of y'all fighting over this punk-ass shit, what's wrong with me putting it together? Hey, y'all can have the Christmas tree. Jesus, same day. Same day. Yeah. All of you guys. Jesus that, wasn't even born on December 25th. It's not important. I mean, the date itself is not important. As long as we all understand you're celebrating a cool nigga. Right. It's like if we celebrate pop. I don't think <laughs> celebrate the, the cool nigga. I'm saying the stories <laughs> of Jesus sound like he was a cool ass nigga. No, I get it. You know what I'm saying? He seemed like he was a righteous, all right nigga. Yeah. Like I, he, he, you know, not not better than, but like, it's like, like if we celebrate Tupac's birthday. The stories of Tupac. He seemed like an all right nigga. So don't get me wrong. They could put extras on it. But the real story to me is greater. Everybody else, the idea is greater. Mm -hmm. The story of Jesus, whether he made tuna salad sandwich for everybody, is just as good as taking two people. The fact that you actually want to feed these niggas, because I'm not feeding none of these niggas. The fact that you cared enough to feed some extra niggas. I'm not feeding none of you niggas. Feed you niggas this dick. Whoa. (laughs) Niggas can eat this dick. Well... Me? So that's why well, there's I that. fuck with Jesus. Because <laughs> yeah. Jesus was all right. I fuck with Nip. The story of Nip, knowing Nip is good enough for me. Now the story could be out of control. Niggas could make anything about the story and everybody else will follow. But the story of actual people, Pete, is good enough for me. Especially, I mean, from the from the marketing, from the from the real guy or the marketing side, it's like how many people, I mean, considering the time frame and, and the scope of, you know, human reach by an individual i mean he probably you know touched a few a few thousand people in his time in real life but like how many people did was it john who went around all over the place telling the story about him how he, he touched more people telling the story about him low-key than he did actually in, and i'm not mad if john put extras on his partner nah. you're supposed to this show i put extras on head all the time yeah, and I watch Head, nigga. Head rocked the room. Nigga was 30,000 people in the room. Nigga, that nigga played two records and had the motherfucker losing his mind. Yeah. Feel me? That's 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 how it's supposed to be. I always, what's funny is I think I fuck up because I tell the story how it is. Right? So I always tell people when I first met Nip, right, and I pulled up to the Slauson T's and the Bentley. Feel me? They was all out there deep. I came. We politicking. We joking. This really how the story went. He was like, yeah, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy this motherfucker one day. I thought that that's a ill story because it's the truth, but I could make it sound sweeter by just by throwing some marketing on. I could just put a little extras on it yeah. and then raise his bar. But am I wrong if I don't? If I just tell the story how it is, he say, "Hey, I'm gonna buy this," and then you know, um, you know, twelve or 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 eleven years later, he bought it. Mm-hmm. That that's that's amazing to me. But to everybody else, I can make it sound sweeter. So I could talk about he could I could have put I mean he bought all five of these motherfuckers. Is it true like that you days. don't put any extra on any of your stories because you're just used to being deposed? No, I think I don't put extra. Hilarious. <laughs> 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 Fucked up. Nah. 
That's funny. That is not funny. Cause. That's hella funny. No, listen. I don't put extras on my story because I always plan to be saw outside tomorrow. And I want people to be able to take what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and have it into something real. Like I'm like I'm ready to kill and die about what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I really want it to be something authentic. But I'm not mad at Constantine. Again, back to Constantine. Like people that worship animals. People that celebrate the idea of the resurrection of Christ. Why not put them together in the same day? This Easter. Y'all who like bunnies and, and, and rabbits and all that shit and, <laughs> and all frogs that shit. and animals. Y'all, whoever worshiped the, the animals. And then y'all celebrate the resurrection. The day Christ somehow came out of the tomb. Put it together. There go Easter. Yeah. The interesting aspect of that to me is, is people are, it's so ridiculous. Rabbits don't lay eggs. Well, then there's the other part also. But, you know, also irregular. <laughs> like, Rabbits don't lay eggs? No, he's talking about the fact I'm that I'm talking Jesus about the coming back to not, life thing. Came back to life and that's walked out. That's also uncommon. Got you. But, but I don't think that's the point. I think yeah, so many people get out of a way. These are, these are things that should bring your family together. Let me ask you a question. Am I wrong for not wanting to fuck with none of this shit? Well, you don't have a family. Am I wrong for not wanting to fuck with none of this shit? No, not right now. But when you have a family, these are the things. Am I wrong for not wanting to teach my kids Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny? Somebody's going to teach them. So, yeah, I don't think it's wrong. Hmm. But, I mean, it, it's also part of the imagination. I don't think it's that bad. I'm not finna. I don't. I don't just. Don't, I'm not saying you should go lie to your kids. I don't think you should lie to kids. No, I'm, I'm not saying you should. I think I'm we should tell kids the truth from the beginning. I don't know. I think you may want to keep kids optimistic. I think there's if you like told some, the truth from the beginning. From jump, they might be some shit. That's what I'm saying. They might turn into Hitler. No, there's, there's Hitler like is like somebody nobody ever lied that, to about that. That is true. Hitler, Adolf Hitler seemed like the kind of kid nobody lied to. <laughs> or no one ever told the <laughs> truth. Yeah. One of the two. <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> yeah. hey. You can take over the world, son, no, if you just put your mind to it. You're I right, I can't take somebody. over the world. <laughs> That's a good perspective. Somebody that you told lies too completely or you told 100% of the truth. Well, no, That's I think- how I feel as a gangster rapper, though. I feel like you got rappers, right? You either got the niggas that make gangster rap that's completely lying but if you if you want to compete with that space, you have to be just like telling the exact truth. Where niggas is mad, like you motherfucker. Right. Lie or truth. Yeah, I like that. What's Adolf he- Hitler for sure was the kind of kid somebody that told all lies or to all truth. Or all the truth. I think I've always said this. I think you know because one of the things I noticed in the Christian religion, right, is people have come to the conclusion that the Jews are responsible for Jesus' death, even though he was Jewish. I think that's the type of shit that'll make Because, like, the way these niggas love Tupac, they want to lynch niggas about him. So imagine somebody that loved Jesus that much if you told them that, man, the Jewish people is responsible for the death of Jesus. Like, imagine if his dad or his family or he was raised in a system that they were all telling him that. That's the type of shit that make you kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You grow up be like, you motherfuckers. Then you hear other stories, oh, they control the money. That's the type of shit that make you want to kill everybody. Well, I think I think you shouldn't lie to kids because I think that's how you breed discontentment in society when people get older and they don't know how to handle disappointment. That's how you get them kids who shoot and kill and go on them killing sprees and shit. You ain't ever been told no. Life is all about how you handle disappointment. Yeah, so I think like when you when you because I was talking to I was talking to somebody and I was like, yo, I said if you look at all of them track records, a lot of them people have mental disabilities, right? They all like have uh, they they all are um, on the spectrum or they need mental health in some way, right? But the ones that don't necessarily, 
they just are just dealing with disappointment fucked up. The dude who killed this girl, the, the lady who drove her kids into the lake, like all that fucked up shit where you don't have yeah. any mental disabilities. That's just you being disappointed with life. And to me, that starts early as fuck. That starts. Then you find out Santa Claus only says you see your mom in there with that fucking pregnant. You motherfucker. Bro, and I was. You find out there's no way that, out. When I found fairy. out. When I saw, I, that's exactly what happened to me. Two fairies. That you was see your mom putting that dollar under there. You like, Man. you motherfucker. That, wasn't, that, that wasn't traumatizing to you? That wasn't traumatizing to you? I don't give a head. I handle disappointment. No, what I'm talking about. When you first listen, saw. Listen, I don't know if it's based off of certain things in my life. But I handle disappointment a lot different than 99% of people I've ever met. Even at a six-year-old? My whole life. At six years old? My whole life. You had the wherewithal to be like... No, it's not. It's not. It's not. I knew better. It's like, damn, that's fucked. Like, if my dad said he was going to come pick us up, my brother, K, would be crying. Nigga, when I walked into my mom having sex... Oh, nigga, that's that's disheartening. That was was fucked up. I would have died. Oh, God, I died. Damn, my mom really be having sex. Bro, I think every child might have heard it, but the no, no, I walked be... in, I saw the nigga on top of my mom, and I know your mom. That's <laughs> fucking me. Oh, Damn, man. moms, oh, what are you doing? Man. You having sex, mom? You ain't supposed to have sex when Leonard. you have a kid. They... <laughs> You already got a kid, mom. Why'd you still have sex? It's over. It was a dude named Leonard on top of my mom, dog. And I ain't Leonard. I ain't never forgot that to this day. I was in fourth grade. We was together and we seen Leonard. I beat his ass for you, bitch ass nigga. You over the fucking army, mom. What the fuck is wrong with you, Leonard? Oh God! <laughs> he read his motherfucker. Oh, hey, uh, hey! Welcome to the back of the tour bus. Welcome man. to the back of the bus. Yeah, boy. We used to be. I always tell that I'm like, bro, you niggas need to know how funny you are, dog. I always tell people that that nigga makes me cry, nigga. People don't know how. Remember funny Remember we was Kendrick watching is. that MC Hammer diss to Jay Z every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. knew that shit word for word, nigga. When Hammer diss Jay Z, we were watching oh. that shit on the tour bus, be crying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fucked up. But I'm no. just saying, I'm saying, I'm saying that to say, I think that if people were to start articulating truth, I think it'd be less abrasive when we get older, and that's that it'll have less. It it it'll it'll start to desensitize, and it's it's gonna sound fucked up, but it'll start to desensitize people to the facts, to where we can start going to some real resolve with shit. I, I mean, I'm with you, but what what's funny is right. This is something funny, like. If you look at, and, and this is something you can chime in on, Pete, because it's some white people shit. But, well, you can chime in on all of it, but especially I'm, this. Uh, this your history. On a full alert. Look, so, <laughs> you ever notice when white people get broke, like they be killing themselves? Yep. Yeah. They're... Not you, though, because you, uh, Pete, you're a different kind of white person. But I'm saying, that's Thanks because. Thanks for telling everybody not... that I am broke. You are. <laughs> I didn't think you were <laughs> it broke. It was inferred. You are white. <laughs> well, I, I you're not you're dead in for... California, right? You're different. Yeah. Oh, oh you got to check when you was born. Here we go. So the point, this a whole nother thing. We'll do this another day. Mm. We'll do this another time. But the point I'm saying is, when you think about it, right, you think about the shit, white people do not handle, they be like, I'm living like a black person. <laughs> hey, Pete, is that a real thought? No, <laughs> niggas the whole day. No, that's not, that's not a thought. It's like, oh, the, the, shit. The thought is. Like, imagine if, imagine if, Imagine if Bill Gates woke up with Oprah money. That nigga would hang it. So he'd be like, he oh. wouldn't even know. Yes, he would. Yeah, he would. He'd know because someone told him. But like, he would know. His entire the, the difference between those two entities is on a spreadsheet, and 
it's it's all tied up in Microsoft equity anyway. He wouldn't know. The difference. He would know. Now I don't imagine, know if he would. imagine if I'll say this: imagine, if imagine, it happened, you could lie to him for the rest of his life, and he'd never know. Okay, until he went to go acquire an African village to, for test <laughs> for testing. He imagine if Bill it. Gates woke up with Jay Z money. Yeah, then he kill himself. <laughs> what about or Jay Z? But yeah, yeah. No, no. Nah, Bill Gates, he woke up with Jay Z money, he killed himself. That nigga went off himself. For sure. I'm killing myself today. I don't deserve to live like this. You know yeah. what? You know what's crazy is that is true. I really believe that. Nah. I think white people handle discontentment way different than black people do. In America. In America. Yeah, I, a lot of it, especially like in. Like if, if you're in Appalachia. Or whatever the fuck, and you're in a, a white island in Appalachia versus if you're like in a white island in like Newport Beach, like where I grew up, it's it's totally different polarities. You know, what I mean, obviously, it's competitive, and that's that's a top one percent neighborhood. The the buy-in for a piece of property in Newport Beach is multiple millions of dollars. Right. So, so you're a top one percenter just I, on the. I repo cars. For like seven months. Yeah. And I had to repo a car in Balboa Island. Good luck. And That's I did tight. it, right? And the man was so mad. I was like, bro, you act like you never lost nothing. I, I haven't. Do I look like you? So I'm leaving so, with your car. So what I'm yeah. telling you is, that's my point. I agree. Now, the point is, it's very competitive and it's very judgmental. And, and, and you're, so much of all that shit has to do with perception. So the second that your identity, which is defined, if you let your identity be defined by the perception that everybody around you has of you, and you pull that plug out, and that's all you have, you're you're now you're, it's not it's no longer a financial matter. Now it's a it's a matter of personal identity, and you're like, wow, I went from being viewed as on par with all of my peers to being bu- viewed as the biggest loser piece of shit in my community. I can't wake up to that anymore, and they kill themselves. No ceilings. No ceilings. Y'all listening to No Ceilings with G oh. motherfucking L-O-C <laughs> and my man Peter. DJ Head, the motherfucking game. Bruh. That's what we doing. Podcast ID. Podcast ID, baby. From here on now, I'm going to stop a nigga right in the middle of his best to hold up. That's you fantastic. To, you listening to motherfucking No Ceilings with the L-O-C and my man motherfucking Peter Boss, baby. Stupid. Peter C. <laughs> Peter oh, C on the show. No, but you can't. I don't think you could live in Newport Beach and be broke. So you, you, you shouldn't even pay that no attention to what he just said. But you can live in Newport Beach and go broke. They'll just kick you out. Yeah, but you can't be there and be broke. That, those two are not mutually exclusive. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If you're in Newport versus Appalachia, if you start broke and your expectation among your peer group is that you're fine, that's not particularly disheartening emotionally and you know it's that's when, some it's real when sh- you start off it's when you beach. become broke that's some and real fall shit. like a rock because we was talking about people in the hood and you don't know that you poor yeah, yeah. that's because everybody poor so everybody even poor. like caribbean islands like i mean you're on an island there's not a lot of resources there not a lot of economy people are pretty happy it's normal worry yeah. about other yep. stuff. that's yeah. how i was when i went to anguilla with charla like the people just live in life yeah. like they don't they don't they, they ain't tripping they ain't tripping on nothing like they it's just good they growing their chickens and like that's it it's actually a peaceful life when you think about it. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. But I, I was talking to somebody about that where you don't realize that you're poor until you start to experience life. And he's like, oh, wait. Oh, shit. I got As soon as you leave, you're like, hold up. No, when you go going to school. This nigga got 100 games? And your mom tell you, oh, no, you can't get no yearbook. I'm like, wait, for real? 
You want to you want to buy a yearbook? A yearbook fifty eight dollars. You gotta remember them niggas. Got to take a mental note, nigga. Shit like that is when you realize we poor. Yeah, oh, when you see what other people have for lunch at school, you like for real. Y'all don't going through this line. Like going, that's when you start realizing. Once you get to middle school, high school, you start knowing you broke. Yeah. Elementary, everybody got lunch ticket. Yeah. Everybody broke together. <laughs> well, not except for now. Like my when my brother and sister was going, we knew we was still. Uh, elementary. Oh yeah, they had cell phones. Oh shit, that changed. When I was in elementary. Everybody had designer the bags thing. and at, sixth grade. at Kennedy Elementary, everybody had lunch tickets. And everybody was the same. Mm-mm. Sixth grade, phones, so Jordans. Now, so now you getting judged. You got that Obama phone. Oh, niggas got a hundred jokes right now in the third. No, grade. they. I'm talking about my brother and sister classmates had real phones, iPhone, Samsung. Sixth grade. That's crazy. That's the real separation. Do you believe in reparations, Pete? Yeah, the implementation and Just the valuation is tough. Just say I, I don't want to pay him. I, I, like, would I, you I, be okay? I, I, I couldn't, what, I couldn't repair one them? guy. Okay, I listen. Have that kind of money. Let me ask you a question. Here's my question to you. What if they uh, hold on? Hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna let you get it off. Hold on. So, let's say you make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Would you be okay with twenty five thousand of that being allocated to reparations for black people? Thank you for listening to another episode of No Ceilings. No Ceilings is brought to you by the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia. Make sure you download No Ceilings on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears. Real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.